0: You're listening to Comedy Central. Happy St. Patrick's Day for tomorrow, everybody. It's going to be exciting. I believe the parade is back on. Exciting times. You know what's going to be fun this year? Is seeing some of the people who still want to wear masks but want to be a part of a parade, which is completely fine. Some people still want to wear masks at certain things, but they're going to do it. It's going to be interesting to see how masks handle it when you throw up inside of them. Because we've done everything with our masks, but this is going to be a great new thing to see how it works, you know? Just like inside the mask. It might actually help, because a lot of the time, the throwing up, the thing that makes it terrible is that it goes out. A lot of the time I've thought, ah, I didn't want this to go out. I just could have kept it in. Coming to you from the heart of Times Square in New York City, the only city in America,
1: it's The Daily Show. Here's edition tonight. People versus Putin. Everything is meta. And Quinta Brunson.
0: This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to The Daily Show, I'm Trevor Noah. It is now day 21 of Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. And it's safe to say, the world is officially tired of his bullshit. So, let's catch up on how the world is pushing back in our ongoing coverage of the war in Ukraine. Even as Putin continues to push into Ukraine and kill civilians, the world is uniting to fight back. Today, the International Court of Justice in The Hague ordered Russia to halt its invasion of Ukraine. So you know that should get results quickly. And here in the US, the Senate is advancing a bill that would give ordinary people a reward for snitching on oligarchs and helping to identify their assets. Yeah, so you snitch, you find an oligarch, and you get money which is really interesting, and it's probably gonna mark the first time that people are gonna call the cops like, hey, 911, I just saw a very suspicious yacht sailing by, and look, some of my best friends have yachts, but there's something fishy about this one. Yeah, I'm in danger. Also, yesterday, the White House announced that President Biden himself will travel to Europe next week for a series of diplomatic meetings with other NATO leaders. And in response to that... Donald Trump Jr., yeah, remember him? He tweeted that his dad should go instead saying, quote, if you wanna get something done right, send Trump. Which I actually agree with, yeah. If your goal is to confuse the hell out of everyone in Europe, send Trump. That'll definitely stop the war. Russia is stealing Ukraine's land, just like Black Lives Matter stole the voting machines and the toilets, they don't flush anymore. They don't flush. And that's why we gotta ban windmills. Gotta get rid of all of them. Now, Vladimir Putin is not happy about any of this. In fact, today he gave a speech in which he complained that the West is trying to cancel Russia. Yeah, which is pretty rich coming from this dude. A man is over here as the only person in history who's ever sent an army to kill a comedian. And guys, can we agree? Can we agree that the term cancel has lost all meaning? Right? Because first canceling meant that people were getting mad at you for what you said online. Now you're being canceled if people don't want you to invade other countries? I feel like we're a few months away from archeologists being like, and then 66 million years ago, a giant asteroid hit the earth and canceled all the dinosaurs. Hashtag woke. But the big news today is about Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and his speech to the United States. Yeah, appearing live via satellite in Congress's home theater, Zelensky pleaded with the US to send more weapons and enforce a no-fly zone over Ukraine. And based on his references to American history, it was clear that Zelensky knew his audience.
2: I remember your national memorial in Rushmore, the faces of your prominent presidents, those who laid the foundation of the United States, of America, as it is today. Remember Pearl Harbor, terrible morning of December 7, 1941, when your sky was black from the planes attacking you. Remember September the 11th, a terrible day, our country experience the same every day i have a dream these words are known to each of you today i can say i have a need i need to protect uh, our sky i need your decision your health which means exactly the same the same you feel when you hear the words i have a dream
0: Yeah, that's right, Zelensky brought out all of America's major moments. I have a dream, 9-11, Mount Rushmore. You know he was on Wikipedia last night planning this out. Okay, Pearl Harbor, Boston Tea Party. Should I mention Hulk Hogan's sex tape, maybe? And by the way, props to him. I mean, he knows way more about America than most U.S. senators know about his country. Like, can you imagine how they would sound if they had to give an inspiring speech using Ukrainian history. Uh, people of Ukraine, remember the vision of your founder. I wanna say Daniel Ukraine? I'm also impressed that Zelensky was able to dodge so many landmines in his research, because you realize this could have gone very wrong. And now to 9-11, which as we all know from YouTube was inside job. I see you, Bush. No, for real, it was a really impressive speech, although, You know, these days, people on Twitter will complain about literally anything. So of course, there was one economist who tweeted, I understand times are hard, but doesn't the president of Ukraine own a suit? Damn, what a weird criticism. This is the kind of guy who'd see Jesus come back and be like, really? Sandals, my guy? But anyway, most people were impressed by the speech, especially the powerful ending when Zelensky switched to English and addressed President Biden directly
1: today the ukrainian people are defending not only ukraine we are fighting for the values of europe and the world and as the leader of my niche i am addressing the president biden you are the leader of the nation of your great nation i wish you to be the leader of the world Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Thank you. Slava Ukraini.
0: That was inspiring. I'm pretty sure that was the first time in history people applauded a Zoom call. It's also impressive that Zelensky was able to deliver that message in his non-native tongue. In fact, when you think about it, his English is better than the past two US presidents. And also, how rare is it? How rare is it to see everyone in Congress all stand and applaud for the same thing, right? You never see that. I mean, obviously, almost everyone, almost everyone. Because I don't know if you noticed that one congressman who, I guess, didn't realize that everyone else was doing a standing ovation. My man, we're on the brink of nuclear conflict. You can fill out your bracket later. Now, it doesn't look like America is going to support a no-fly zone over Ukraine anytime soon because, again, a direct confrontation between American jets and Russian jets, that could end up spiraling into World War III, and that's a sequel that nobody wants except for maybe the History Channel. You think they want to be talking about aliens and shit? They hate it as much as you do. But America's government has been ratcheting up its support in other ways. Today... Biden announced that America would be sending another $800 million worth of military aid to Ukraine. And aside from the American government, the American people have also taken it upon themselves to step up and help Ukraine. And I'm not just talking about the usual ways, by the way, like donating money and putting a Ukrainian flag in their Twitter handle. And don't get me wrong, the flag emoji is making a huge difference. But people are also finding more creative ways to help out. Inspired by these images of Ukrainians displaced by the invasion of their country,
3: Americans are finding inventive ways to help. Turning pain into purpose, Sasha Shmurkovsky created an Amazon wish list of items needed in Ukraine. The response, overwhelming. One truck after another dropping off donated goods. 40,000 and counting. People are booking Airbnbs in Ukraine with no plans of staying there. The initiative, which gained popularity on social media, is a way to get money to Ukrainians impacted by the war. More than 61,000 nights were booked in just 48 hours,
2: raising almost $2 million for hosts in Ukraine. Two Harvard University students are doing their part to help Ukrainian refugees find homes around the world world they have launched this website ukrainetakeshelter.com
0: it's designed to help refugees find hosts with spare rooms condos and dormitories wow people that is heartwarming huh these two students are helping thousands of ukrainian refugees find places to stay that's amazing it's amazing i mean we, we should keep in mind though that the website was built by harvard students in their dorm room so a few years from now it'll probably lead to an attempted coup but for now It's all good times. And I also love that people are renting Airbnbs in Ukraine, but not staying there. They're just doing it to send money to Ukrainians who are in need. That's one of the coolest initiatives I've ever seen. Although I hope everyone understands that this is just a donation, okay? Because you know there's gonna be one guy who actually shows up just being like, really disappointed, Wi-Fi was spotty, and sound of missiles exploding kept me up all night. Two stars. And it turns out Americans aren't just helping refugees and ordinary civilians. No, they're also directly contributing to the war efforts.
1: A company in Wisconsin is donating a million rounds of ammunition to Ukrainian forces. The company's close ties with the U.S. military makes workers confident the ammunition will get to where it is needed most. A growing number of police agencies across the U.S. are jumping in to support Ukrainians with combat supplies.
3: This box full of gear used to be
1: for law enforcement in Colorado. Soon, it will be sent to protect people a world away. The Cincinnati Police Department is pitching in to help Ukraine defend itself against Russia. It is sending 950 ballistic helmets to people fighting to defend their country. One New York County executive's organizing a collection drive for guns, asking gun owners to donate their weapons for the cause.
0: We could get a million guns to the people of the Ukraine. The Ukrainian people want to protect themselves. So let's give them the resources to do that. Now that's what I'm talking about. America's police forces are sending their military grade hardware to help Ukrainians fight a war in Russia. That's dope. And if you're asking, wait, why do our police have things that you can use in a war? You're not asking the right questions. The question you should be asking is, at what point does America realize it has too many guns? Because you realize, that, that guy just said, we can get a million guns and we can send them to. That's when you know your country <laughs> has too many weapons, is when another country needs weapons and everyday people in America are like, yeah, we can give them the spare Glock in the guest room, honey. But I guess this is just a beautiful example of how an ecosystem can balance itself. You know, one country's problems can be another country's solution. America has too many guns and an over-militarized police force, send it over to Ukraine. Hell, throw in some mass shooters too. Go get them, Tyler. Hakuna Matata. But look, whether or not it says something terrifying about the states of America, it is still a nice gesture for Americans to be donating their own weapons and their gear to Ukraine. Still, for some Americans, sending guns just isn't good enough. No, they're also volunteering to be the ones shooting them
3: ukraine's government has actively recruited foreigners to join the fight over 20,000 have reportedly expressed interest and many americans are showing up daily harrison josefowitz is 25
0: and was a chicago police officer harrison spent five years in the u.s army and did a tour in afghanistan
3: you just quit your job and got on a plane
1: pretty much why this is the right thing to do.
3: Dennis
0: Diaz is a former Marine. When he watched Russian tanks pulling into southern Ukraine, his gut said he had to do something. As Americans, we take on the big bullies. And so right now, um, Russia is the big bully. Their
1: resumes range
0: from combat experience to no military training at all.
1: I worked at a, a place called Taco Bell. It's a fast food restaurant in the U.S. I did something similar um, when I was
2: 19. I went to um, Iraq to join up with the uh, I saw everything that was happening here. I just decided to take that, uh, take that money, buy the plane ticket, and come out here. Yeah, you
0: heard that right. This guy left his job at Taco Bell to go and fight the Russians. And I'll tell you now, he's got way more balls than me. I also think he's got the perfect experience for war. If you've worked at a drive-through, you've already seen the worst of humanity. He also probably gained a lot of hand-to-hand combat training. Shit, have you seen what people do at 3 a.m.? But yes, Thousands of people around the world, including many Americans, are heading to Ukraine to join up with the Ukrainian resistance. And these people are heroes. They're heroes, no doubt. But I think we can also admit it's probably a few of them who made this decision partly because of COVID. I don't care where it is. I just wanna travel again. Yo, but seriously, good luck to all these people who are risking their own lives to go and defend democracy. And don't forget, You're headed into an active war zone. So please remember to pack a suit. All right, when we come back, Ronnie Chang is going into the metaverse. You don't want to miss it. If Donald Trump were president, none of this crap would be going on because you got to be strong. Just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference. Who do you believe? President Putin? Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this, I don't see any reason why it would be. Donald Trump spoke clearly and forcefully, and that, that is credible deterrence. I said the word would instead of wouldn't. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. That's the kind of President Trump was. He'd say, get him on the phone, and then he'd read Putin the riot act. President Trump admitted that during an hour-long phone call with Putin, he did not bring up Russian meddling. My father would, you know, call up, and he would have said, Vladimir, Don't even think about it. Don't even try us. I'm telling you, it's not gonna work out very well for you.
1: You know, the people of Crimea, from what I've heard, would rather be with Russia than where they were. And as far as Ukraine is concerned, it's a mess.
0: They were very sure when Donald Trump was in office, that they shouldn't mess with America.
1: Most of the dictators the president is friendly with now understand they can play Trump, get what they want from him by flattering him.
0: Vladimir Putin feels like he has the wind at his back, especially with a very different type of American leadership compared to the America first Donald Trump. Putin's a killer. A lot of killers, we got a lot of killers. Why you think our country's so innocent?
1: President Trump, the American people remember what it is to have a commander in chief
0: who is respected and feared on the world stage.
2: North Korea's Kim Jong-un said this,
1: I will surely and definitely tame the mentally deranged U.S. dotard with fire.
0: Welcome back to The Daily Show. There are some news stories that help us understand the world we live in. And there are some news stories that are just stupid. For those, we turn to Ronnie Chang.
1: In the world of the internet, there's one thing everyone is excited about right now. And I'm not talking about those stupid monkey NFTs everyone is buying. (laughs) Non-fungible? Have you never heard of a printer? Just print them all out. There, I just saved you a million dollars. No, the hottest trend in tech right now is the metaverse and you know it's hot because no one will shut up about it.
3: The metaverse is defined as a virtual reality space where people can play
1: games, connect with friends, and even go to virtual concerts. A parallel world in your computer or phone. The metaverse is where tech is headed. You see
0: Apple dedicating time here, Microsoft, Samsung, Nvidia, It's really hard to ignore or to label this as a fad. Facebook has changed its company name to Meta. It's
1: short for Metaverse, a virtual reality considered by many to be the future of the internet. That's right. Facebook changed its name to Meta before the Metaverse even caught on. It's like tattooing a girl's name on your arm after two dates. Luckily, if it all goes south, Zuckerberg can just change it to Metamucil and pretend it was a fiber company the whole time. But yes, the Metaverse is coming. Not that anybody asked for it. These companies just decided to move us all into the metaverse like they're putting their grandma into a nursing home. Sorry Nana, you have to live in the computer now. Aww. But apparently we should all be excited because the metaverse will let us build our own worlds and explore the limits of human imagination, which makes you think you'll be flying on dragons through an orgy full of unicorns. You know, the thing we all dream about. The only problem is, the metaverse is being made by Microsoft and Facebook. So you know it's going to be boring as shit.
3: Meta is also working to bring remote workers into a similar virtual space. This app is called Facebook Workrooms and it's designed for meetings. It's a sign of what a professional piece of the metaverse will look like.
1: It basically gives you the opportunity to sit around a table with people and work and brainstorm and, and whiteboard ideas. It's this pretty amazing experience where, you know, you feel like you're really right there with Your colleagues.
3: Microsoft just unveiling some new tools to immerse users in the workplace, integrating avatars and virtual reality features into teams by the middle of next year. PowerPoint will be available in the metaverse as well.
1: Oh, thank God there'll be PowerPoint in the metaverse. I can't wait for the immersive experience of feeling like I'm inside a pie chart. So let me get this straight. The metaverse gives us endless possibilities and you want to have virtual meetings? Imagine a world where your Sharpie never runs out of ink. You did it again, Zuckerberg. And even though the metaverse looks like the wet dream of a billionaire robot, somehow real people are laying down actual money to pretend to live there.
3: There's a land rush happening, and it's not in New York City or Beverly Hills. Early speculators, professional realtors, and celebrities are buying up virtual land for millions of dollars.
0: Sales of virtual land on the major metaverse platforms topped $500 million last year.
3: Celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Paris Hilton are also diving into the digital land grab. Here in the sandbox, this piece of land with Snoop Dogg's face on it is owned by the rapper. He's building a virtual mansion on it.
0: Buyers all want to be neighbors of Snoop Dogg's upcoming mansion, a parcel next to him
1: selling for $500,000. You're paying half a million dollars to live next to Snoop Dogg in the metaverse? All that money and you can't even get a contact high. Hell, for half a million dollars, you can buy enough drugs to think you are Snoop Dogg. But this is how bad the real estate market is. Now I'm being priced out of worlds that don't even exist. There's nothing more depressing than showing up to the metaverse and needing a roommate. But even if you got rid of the meetings and the dumb houses, the metaverse is always gonna be made up of people and people are gonna make anything shitty. Facebook parent company Meta is adding a feature to combat
0: virtual reality harassment. It comes after a woman claims she was verbally and sexually harassed within a minute of joining a virtual game last year.
1: Less than 30 seconds into it, um, I was suddenly surrounded by three male avatars with male voices who were kind of saying sexual innuendos to me before I knew it, they were for lack of a better word, groping my avatar. That's right. Women are being harassed within seconds of joining the metaverse. I guess they were right. It is just like a real office. Like, how is Facebook not prepared for this? Perfs have been a part of the internet since day one. You know the sound your dial-up connection used to make? That was your modem having an orgasm. Disgusting. So overall, it seems like the metaverse is a total shit show but there is one small silver lining. A word of warning if you're visiting the metaverse. Insurance firm Aviva says it saw a 31% increase in claims involving those VR headsets last year. You know, the ones that wear over your eyes. The average claim for VR-related damages was about $880. Most of those incidents involved cracked TV screens. Aviva says it's already processed a number of claims so far this year. (laughs) Oh, oh, he he did You know what? I take it all back. I love the metaverse now. If it's gonna let the world's biggest dumbasses blow their savings on fake houses and then crash into their own TVs, this might be the best thing to happen to the internet since they invented catfishing. So thank you, Zuckerberg. Unicorn dicks, here we come.
0: Thank you so much for that, Ronnie. All right, when we come back, comedian and actress Quinta Brunson will be joining me on the show to talk about her show that everyone's loving right now, Abbott Elementary. So don't go away. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is comedian and actor Quinta Brunson. She's here to talk about Abbott Elementary, the hit show she created, writes for, and stars in. Quinta Brunson, welcome to The Daily Show. Hey, Trevor, thank you for having me. Are you kidding me? Thank you for being here. This show, Abbott Elementary, I remember when I saw the first trailer, a lot of people, we fell in love with it just in a promo. Yeah. The idea was funny, the idea was special, and I'm so glad that it has lived up to expectations. Thank you. Let's talk through the idea, the inception of it all. Quinta's always been somebody who's been very funny, but why does Quinta Brunson go like, the the funniest thing I want to do and the network show I want to make is going to be about school? Why that?
3: Well, you know, I got really inspired by going to visit my mother before, it was the year before she decided to retire. I lived in L.A. and I came back to visit her. My mom was doing basically a parent-teacher conference with a parent on an open house night. The night started at 12 o'clock p.m. and ended at 8 o'clock p.m. Okay, okay. No parents came the whole time and I was there with my mom waiting with her. A parent walks in at 7 58, and I was livid. I was just like, how could you not get here earlier? There was so much time. But my mom didn't look at it that way. She was like, this is the time that this parent could get here. And she sat down and had the conference with her. And it was in that moment that something was sparked um, where I said, This is what I want to make a show about because the whole time I'm there, I'm just thinking about how funny the place is, her co workers, and the situation. Yes. Her and I started fighting uh, about me, you know, doing comedy and her not retiring yet. And then this beautiful thing happens, and I think, boom, I saw a show and I saw what I wanted to work on for the next however many years I'm able to.
0: I, you know, before I knew that your mom was a teacher, I, I was just like, man, Quintus is just, like, in love with teachers in, <laughs> in a really beautiful way. And I know you are, but it, it explains so much. For instance, I, I remember seeing how you got this marketing budget, for instance, from mm-hmm. ABC. Yeah. And then you took a chunk of that money, and instead of spending it on marketing and billboards and everything, mm-hmm. you gave that money to school so they could buy supplies so that yeah. they could get things. What do you think we don't understand about teachers? You know, having grown up
3: in a teacher household... Just how much work they really put into the job. It is not a, <laughs> it's not a nine to five. Do you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: First of all, my mother used to wake up at 30. Six, sorry, earlier, because she had me. She yes. had her own children. Do you know what I mean? Which we forget, she, Which we forget yeah. her own children that she has to get through school, uh, clothe and feed. And then she would go to school, um, deal with, kids who were great, well-behaved, but Uh also kids who were menaces and parents who were menaces. And then she's identifying more than just, these are my kids, it's this child has this learning issue. Mm. This child over here comes from a home where this is happening. This child is selling too fast and I have to make a little extra room for them. She's doing this for 30 kids all at once, my mom. And then after that, she would stay later. She would stay until the last parent picked up their kid because there always was a parent that would come in and be like, oh, man, pickups at three. Yep. Same
2: time (laughs) every day (laughs) and come in
3: at 530. And then she would go home and she would short grade papers, which is the thing we all think is like, oh, that's what they do at home. But no, it's doing lesson plans, which takes up like an hour. Um, It's. Do, learning new development uh, material that the school district puts out. Because that's... the
0: teachers have to learn themselves.
3: Exactly. Right. And I can go on and on, but I just think people who maybe don't have a teacher so close in their life mm-hmm. don't know how big the job is. And it's one of the reasons why I firmly believe they should be paid more. But I hope your show does this, because you know, you know
0: what your show has done, I think a really great job of, is that it shows the human side of being a teacher. Yes. We've mm-hmm. only watched, what, seven episodes of the show? hmm Already, you have mm-hmm. quadrupled your ratings mm-hmm. from the first episode, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know was possible. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I always thought it was like, start at the top and then you just gradually... <laughs> Network TV never does that. I know. You've broken records. You've changed history. You you know, congratulations. The Thank Season you. two has already Thank been, you. you know... All of this... And I think a lot of it comes from the dynamic of the cost. How did that happen? How is everybody so comfortable in such a new thing?
3: Oh, my goodness. I feel like I got to pick everyone I wanted for the cast. And I think that's rare. You know, usually there's some issue. Like, you can't get this person you want because of this reason. You can't get this person, blah, blah, blah. But I also had, like, a, a personal connection to each person that I cast and knew what type of person they were. Ultimately, I think you know, whatever, everyone has different opinions, but I wanted my show to feel like a workplace. I know it's TV and TV can be crazy mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. accept it. We accept like a bunch of crazy, uh, this tr- shit. You, you know, say shit. yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, forgot shit. we were. Did the Today show this morning. <laughs> so like, but we, you know, we accept like bad behavior. We accept like so much. But I didn't want it to be like that because it, it, you know, it was my show. And it's i was a like, no
0: asshole policy. Well, you know, yeah, like, I we believe don't in the same thing. Yeah. That
3: way, you know? Yeah. So getting all these people together in a room, the, the first time we filmed the pilot, everyone's just energizing and feeling good about each other and feeling good about the show that they're making too. So I think everyone's happy to be there and I love that. I, yeah. I just
0: you you know, you may be one of the few people I know who has gone off of the internet because of too much positivity. Genuine, <laughs> you're like one of the few people I know who's gone like, guys, I'm going to take a break from Twitter. There's too many positive comments. I have to take a moment, please. <laughs> and I think it's because of what you put out into the world. You know, I hope you never lose it. You, you have this thing. It's so authentic that I know everyone asks you questions. It, I mean, it's, there's a fervor around the show, which I hope never never ends. Yeah. One of the more confusing things that happens to people was a video where all the kids are leaving and you, you know you're saying it, you're t- it's the mid-season break yeah all the kids are leaving mm-hmm. but they're all saying goodbye to you as your character you know so yeah. they're like bye miss t bye, bye. Miss T. bye
3: have bye, a good day see you bye. on monday okay. see you on monday guys be careful everyone <laughs>
0: was watching this video and some people thought yeah that the kids don't get paid and the kids aren't it was very yeah. confusing yeah. for some
3: people I, it was very I'm not sure they jump there until we don't pay them. I just felt like, can we take a few steps before we get to labor People think the world is a bad place, Quinta. People think the world is a bad place. If nothing else, that really showed it to me. I was like, no, 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 no. We would never not pay the kid. Like, why would you jump there? Please don't. Look, people were very confused by it, but the way our set operates with the mockumentary-style camera work, the kids aren't viewing it as a typical TV set. They know that some people are moving around with cameras, but they can't bank on where those cameras will be. Oh, you know what I mean? okay, OK. So it doesn't
0: look like this. It so looks... to them, it almost feels like they're in a classroom and
3: someone's making a documentary. Absolutely. And our classrooms look so real because they they also have school there. Wait, this... the kids actually have school there. Yeah, because Studio T, you know, they have to have school. Right. So they don't know me as Quinta Brunson girl from, you know, the Internet and TV. They just know Miss Teagues. And sometimes I have to tell them to be quiet as Miss Teague's. They would raise their hand and be like, Miss Teague's, he hit me. Miss Teague's, I have to go to the bathroom. And I would just have to play the part so we could get through the Yeah, so we could get through the scene. And they know their act. And by the end, some of them kind of started to figure out. They're like, uh, this is a set. I was like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I'm on TV, Miss Teague's. Uh, So, and your name is Quinta. My mommy told me. I'm like, okay, you're not figuring out anything. Groundbreaking, but all right.
0: (laughs) That is adorable. You see, I love it. I love (laughs) love everything you do. Thank you once again. Thank
3: you, and thank you for your continued support. I feel like you've always been so supportive of me through my career. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, you deserve it. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, people, Abbott Elementary returns to ABC on Tuesday, March 22nd, and is available to stream on Hulu. If you haven't started watching it, you're missing out. Just go and catch up, and then we'll all do it together. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Well, that's our show for tonight, but before we go, families in Ukraine are fleeing violence and urgently need emergency aid. CARE's immediate crisis response aims to reach four million people, prioritizing women and girls, families, and the elderly. So if you can, please donate at the link below to rush urgently needed water, food, hygiene kits, and ongoing support in Ukraine. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, get your vaccine, and remember, If your upstairs neighbor is making too much noise, just report them for being an oligarch and the FBI will do the rest. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.